monumental day. Everybody listening, today is a really big deal. Such a big deal. Jillian and I are in person. In person. In person. In person. Now, what that means is that... (laughs) It's a lot of things. Our sound is a mystery to us right now. Is, we apologize. We're figuring this out because it was all magically computery sound. <laughs> and now it's like in-person sound. We're, we're just going to see how it goes. We really don't have time to test this stuff out functionally because we're both super busy. <laughs> and we don't have a crew of audio engineers yet. Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about Shit My Soul Says. All right. It's time for the weekly woo. Rosalie, why don't you tell us what the weekly woo is? The weekly woo is the time in our show when we talk about shit that's happened to us in the past week that was woo, that shows how deep into the universe we are. Yes. So, Rosalie, do you have a weekly woo? You always do. So, why don't you tell it? Get <laughs> Dish it up. I'm a little bit torn. I have two different weekly woos. I do too. Wow. Yes. That's woo right there. <laughs> So the first one is that two nights ago, I dreamt that my husband won the Oregon vaccine lottery, the million dollars. Nice! (laughs) And while that in itself is not woo, I want to put it out to the universe that I would like that. I will support that. So universe... Do me a solid thing. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, we're in the state of Oregon, and in Oregon, they've got a lottery that if you get a vaccination, you might get a cha-ching, so. Right. Um, And my other weekly woo happened today, actually. Nice. So my childcare pod is dissolving, as things do, because... Life changes. Life changes. Circumstances change. People are vaccinated. And... I've been worried. I'm like, oh my gosh, my son has only hung out with one other child for over a year. And I've just been thinking like, oh my gosh, I just wish he would meet another kid that maybe we could do a play date. And we went to this place called the Pumpkin Patch on Savvy Island, which is outside of Portland. And it's this great farm. It's super fun for kids. And we ran into... A neighbor that I know through Facebook. I'd never really met her in person before. Oh, wow. And we were like, hey, we're vaccinated. Oh, yeah, you're vaccinated. We're all vaccinated except for the kids. So we encouraged our kids to, like, 
talk to each other. They're about the same age and they were both really cautious at first, like, oh, I don't know what to do in this situation because I've been told not to talk to people yeah, for a year. We have to unlearn that for our children. Yeah, but then like after just a couple minutes, the two of them were like running around, playing with each other. That's so good. My kid was calling the other kid celery. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like the other kid's name at all. <laughs> Other than that, the kid's name starts with a s sound. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was just really nice to have that deep wish fulfilled so quickly. Yes. And I know, like, okay, my child is not permanently broken. No. By COVID. That's wonderful. Thank you. So, what is your weekly woo? It's nice to move into the future. Well, I have two as well, as we've ascertained. So, the first one is about my new job. I needed to meet with somebody in my department that I hadn't met with, met with yet before. And I was told like, oh, she's a she's a pretty strong personality. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm a strong personality. <laughs> I can handle it. So her and I got together. It was like, very kind of, she's kind of an intense person. I'm an intense person. So it was fine. And at the very end of the meeting, she says, out of nowhere, what's your birthday? And I was like, yes. <laughs> And I was like, April 18th. And she's like, oh, my God, mine's April 17th. I knew we were going to get along. And I was like, we're both Aries. And she's like, yes. I was like, they better, because we're going to be working on a project together. And I was like, they better watch out, because Aries women get shit done. Fuck yeah. We get shit. I'm like, they better just sit down and get out of the way. And she's just like, yeah, they better. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they don't know what they're in for with the two of us. So it was just really exciting. Like, I would have never, from, like, interacting with her, thought that she was, like, this big astrological person. Because she's, you know, she's kind of like a, a tough kind of a woman. So that was really fun. I loved that. That was one. That's awesome. And it ties in with the one that we talked about, the community peeps. That's like, yeah, you slip out a little astrology. And then you're like, yep, we're in it. We're in it together. Um, And then the other one, I hired a personal assistant from the universe. I highly recommend it. So I'm trying to like have this new go with the flow, like not trying to be in control of everything and not trying to have rules and like trying to de-stress my life and get in the zone. Mm-hmm. And so as part of that, I asked the universe for a personal assistant and he told me his name is Charles. Oh, hello, Charles. Oh, Charles. Welcome. And he's fantastic. And I just tell him, I'm like, Charles, I need this to happen. I need this to be taken care of. I need this to be taken care of. Like, whenever I need something, I'm like, oh, this may. And then what happens is either it gets taken care of without me having to deal with it, or I get inspired to do it. So it's delightful. I highly recommend. But not Charles. I get your own person. I'm going to put this out there. I could really use a universal personal assistant. Yes. Especially because we're trying to figure out daycare. And that is a bitch and a half. Mm -hmm. So please, universe, provide me with a personal assistant as wonderful as Charles. (laughs) But not Charles, because he's busy. He's busy. I got him busy. Thank you. Yeah, and then you have to ask for help. In your mind. (laughs) You can do it aloud, but you know I like doing things in my mind. Speaking of doing things in your mind. Speaking of mind doings. What a great transition. Look at us. (laughs) We're so fancy now that we're in person. I know. So speaking of minds, our topic today is 
Meditation. Meditation. (laughs) Jillian, why don't you tell our listeners what is meditation? Meditation is a practice, and there's a lot of different ways you can do it, that allows you to kind of calm and focus your mind and get out of the monkey mind chatter. Could you explain what monkey mind chatter is? It's just the all the bullshit that goes in your head. Like, I need to do this, and this needs to happen. And why did, and oh my gosh, I look fat in these jeans. And all the, all the head vomit that like makes you stressed, or it makes you feel bad about yourself, or it's judgy about other people, or, or it's just nonsense. I mean, it could be just, it could be totally benign, but it's just mind clutter thoughts. Right. That's how I describe it. So meditation helps you like calm all of that down. Mm -hmm. I would also add that for some people and some meditations, it can help you to connect with spirit, the universe, your higher self. Yes. Whatever you like to work with, it can really help with that. So that's a way to connect with your spirit guides and gods and goddesses and whatever else. Yes. Yes. And I also like to think about it as strength training for your mind. But we'll get into that as we talk about things later on. But I think it's a way for you to to strengthen your mind. It's strength training for your mind. I'm just going to repeat that. There you go. (laughs) You've got it three times now. That's the entire episode is Jillian telling you over and over again that it's strength training for your mind. Do your reps. (laughs) So do you remember when you first learned about meditation or do you have any experiences or anything kind of come to mind? I mean, I've definitely had plenty of experiences with meditation. I meditate a lot. Good for you. I don't know that I have any specific that are like funny, haha, or really that interesting. I mean, I've got, I've had some that were like, whoa, super intense spiritual, Yeah. Um, but they weren't necessarily exciting to listen to. Mm. I mean, there was the one time that I went to the gates of hell. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I do not recommend one star. Yeah. One star for the gates of hell. <laughs> Hades be gone. <laughs> what about you? Um, well, you know, because as we were preparing for this episode, I did think about when did I first learn about meditation? And I think I've even talked about it in previous episodes. It was one of the things that my mom got into. Right. So she had this group of people that would come over and this is in the 80s. Okay, people weren't (laughs) meditating then in like suburban Portland. And they sat in the living room and me and my brother would just be like, there's all these strange people in our house right now. What are they doing? And I just remember mom's like, you have to be quiet. Mm. I'm like, you're asking me to be quiet. I'm like seven and I'm me. (laughs) So it's just like, oh, they're meditating. I didn't really understand what it was, but I kind of learned later (laughs) on, of course. The other story, what I was kind of thinking about. Um, So when I was in college, I took yoga. Mm -hmm. And at the end of yoga, typically, you have meditation time. The last five minutes, you lay, you do shavasana at the very end of it. And so we did. We're all these college kids in this gymnasium type of room. And you would just hear around the room snoring. (laughs) (laughs) Because we were college kids. That's like when I was in grad school and we did uh, Qigong, which is a, it's often a type of meditation. And the way that my instructor taught it, 
he was just like, okay, so sit or lie down or, you know, just get comfortable, whatever you want to do. And I would always lie down. And then the next thing I know, class is over. <laughs> I did not learn any Qigong in that class. No. <laughs> nope. I try to. I actually have this. I've created a space for myself. This is going to sound so weird. <laughs> but welcome to my mind. When I'm feeling depressed, I like to imagine myself in really small enclosed spaces. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel safer. That's not that weird. And so I've created this trailer for myself. I've in detail, I've planned it all out. I know the bath and it's all self-contained. So I could live there for like a year and the food all gets delivered. Like this is all complicated. This is just in my mind. But I did. I came up with like the food system and the bathroom. <laughs> and there's like a, a bunk bed and the top bunk is under under the roof and is, has glass and it looks out at the stars and there's like a table and sometimes my guides come or Charles comes and sits with me at like the table at the edge of the at the trailer and um, yeah so that's kind of a meditation for me mm-hmm. right I go into that space it's sort of a visual meditation you know it's funny though because whenever I meditate on like okay so where do I want to be that's going to make me feel calm it's always like look at this beautiful palace. <laughs> <laughs> with all of these rooms <laughs> nice you go fancy oh i go fancy yeah yeah so but i think that's one thing that we're kind of talking about here because often people think about meditation and they think about it as a time you sit and you try to totally empty your mind of thoughts which is right. definitely a way to do meditation but it's not the only way to do meditation no and it's interesting because You know, when I mention to people like, oh, yeah, I meditate, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I've tried that and I can't do it. Mm -hmm. It's It's, hard if you're doing it that way. Yeah, it's so hard. I can't clear my mind and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I can't either. I have never successfully cleared my mind. And I don't enjoy that type of meditation. Mm. I don't feel great. It just stresses me out because I'm not being successful. Because you're failing. Exactly. So that's just one type of many. Yes. So I like the visual ones. I like visual ones and I also like some movement ones. Movement ones are great. It's great to get your body involved. Yes. Because your body is part of who you are. Your mind is part of who you are. The movement meditations do a whole body, mind, spirit thing. So tell me about moving meditations that you do. I mean, I've done just like walking meditations where I walk someplace. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the walking in it. Right. But instead of like thinking about my day, it's I think about moving one foot in front of the other Mm -hmm. and noticing the world around me and paying attention to the nature that I see or the the birds that I hear. Yes. Uh, That's something that I haven't done a this in a few years, but I used to do that annually on Imbolc, the beginning of February, because in the Pacific Northwest and parts of the Pacific Northwest, that's when spring really begins. Thank you. I'm very happy about that. That's when you see like, yeah, the daffodils. Yeah, like daffodils and crocuses and some trees have like tiny little buds Mm. and you hear the birds calling and things are starting to wake up. And I love to do like a walk through like a really natural looking park and pay attention to that. You know, there was one that I did too that I love. It's the labyrinths. So there was a, I used to live up by Seattle Center. 
And at Seattle Center, I don't know if it's still there. If you're in Seattle, go check it out. Let me know. It was painted on like asphalt and you could mm. just walk it. And it was fantastic. And that, that's the idea. And you'll see sometimes they're at like Catholic churches or they're, they're yeah. in various places around. There's probably one near you. And you can just go and you walk in a pattern and you just focus. And like Rosalie was saying, you just experience the world around you. You just focus on the present moment. Mm-hmm. They're lovely. I love labyrinths. I haven't been in one in a long time. Oh, I wish there was one in my neighborhood. Is that the only other kind of movement meditation you do? That's the only one I do. The other one that I do sometimes, and I can only do this if I'm by myself, is dancing meditation. Oh, yes. I only do it by myself because I'm not like a graceful dancer. I'm very awkward. I'm like an elephant if an elephant was trying to dance. So just like stomping. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but... Putting on music that I feel compelled to move to, Mm. that can just be really, really powerful. And even just listening to some music can be a really intense meditation. Absolutely. I realized or saw that whirling dervishes, that's actually a meditation, although it's a trance state. I don't know what a whirling dervish is. Have you heard that phrase before, though? Yes. Isn't that Irish or something? No. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. (laughs) It's actually from Sufism. Oh. And it is based off of Rumi. I found this out today because I was like, I need to learn about this. The poet. And it was called the whirling dervish because there's lots of different dervishes, I guess. But the ones that whirl, they turn around and they've got these like white cloaks or white dresses or something and they spin around and then the skirts spin out and it's really cool to watch because you can actually go and watch them and they do it to put themselves in a trance state and I think it's of the Moldavi order and I think it's kind of from Turkey we're just gonna say it is (laughs) because that's what I remember in my head about what I read I met a woman that was involved in it in Seattle and it was like wow you're a whirling dervish That's awesome. And then I was like, oh, someday we should get a whirling dervish on our podcast and find (gasps) all about that. Yes. I would love that. It's fascinating. If you are a whirling dervish, hit us up. Hit us up. Come on. That is reminiscent of the spiral dance. Mm. Have you ever done a spiral dance before? Yes, I think so. Pagan. Yes. So it's typically a pagan thing and it's often done to raise energy for rituals yes so everybody holds hands in a line and there's a leader and then there's the tail and the leader just goes around in circle and then when they get to the neck like when the circle starts to close in on itself they turn around and go the other way and then they just keep sort of spiraling in and out around each other and it just creates a lot of energy people get really into it there's a lot of laughter the people at the end have to be real careful because if you go too fast they're like (laughs) flying around (laughs) so usually it has to be kind of sedate (laughs) to avoid injury but it's not a meditation per se but it ends up putting you into a different state of mind yeah i could see that and it also helps to connect you with the people that you're working with yeah it's meditation adjacent i like that meditation meditation adjacent Are there other kinds of meditation you do, Rosalie? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I would say that the majority of the meditations that I do are ones where I'm doing a visualization. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes that's called shamanic journeying. I don't consider myself to be a shaman, so I feel like that's a little bit pretentious for me to say that. Okay. Yeah, what about you? (laughs) Well, I want you to unpack shamanic journeying. You're just dropping that right there. Like, what is shamanic journeying? What's that experience? Even if you don't call it that, maybe it's shamanic journeying adjacent. (laughs) So a visual meditation, and I'm going to call it that because shamanic journeying may have pieces that I don't do or that I'm not aware of. Basically, it's where sometimes you are listening to somebody help you with the visualization. Sometimes you can do it on your own. I recommend starting by listening to somebody else, Mm -hmm. but literally you imagine something and you go through a process and there's usually an end goal in mind. Sometimes there's not, but usually if I'm like, oh, I just want to meditate, I will have like a chakra balancing meditation or all ground and center, or I'll have some sort of specific meditation that I do. And that's something that I feel really helps me to connect with spirit, helps to connect me with my physical body yes. in a really judgment-free way. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I do that as well. I do like my energy healing is a form of meditation, right? When I sit there and I'm running energy and cleaning out my energy chakras and all of that, right? But also I'll have some space, whether it's my trailer (laughs) or if I go to like a school or, or a nature spot or a park and I'll invite a guide to come and have a conversation with me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's also a form of meditation. Again, like it's interesting that it's meditation is such a wide scope. It really is. You know, what is your favorite method of meditation? I think when I sit down to like meditate to like, I'm going to meditate, I I usually do the breathing meditation. I like the idea of focusing on breath. I feel like I don't breathe an- enough. So for our listeners, can you explain what the breathing meditation yes. is? So it's basically you just focus on your breath, right? You just focus on breathing in and breathing out. You can take that up a notch and like breathe into the count of four or five and then breathe out to the count of four or five. And then you can take it up a notch from there and do what's called a square breath meditation Mm -hmm. where you breathe in for the count of four or five or whatever number you hold for the count of four or five, you breathe out for the count of four or five, and then you hold again for the count of four or five. The benefit of this too Besides the meditation part, you're oxygenating your body, which is something I think that we don't do enough, particularly like as we sit, our posture isn't good. We don't get enough air in our lungs. And then also it strengthens our lungs. It strengthens our breathing ability, which then just helps overall. I read a book (laughs) or I had a book and then I got rid of it as I get rid of things that were all these breathing exercises to lose weight. Let's just throw that out there. Weird. Yes. She was just like, she started doing meditation and she started noticing she started losing all of this weight and she connected to the breath. But you know what? When I took my, my anatomy and physiology class, when you learn about how weight loss works, because like, where does fat go? You breathe fat out. Did you know that? You breathe it out. That was never covered in my AMP. I, well, I had to research that. I was like, where does fat go? I Googled it and it's like, you breathe it out. But yeah, when you look at your physiology, it's all about um, converting energy and it gets broken down and then it gets out through your ex- exhalations. So then I have this whole theory 
about how much weight loss is connected. That's why aerobic exercise is good for weight loss because you're breathing more and you're breathing out all that fat. It's not about the calories you're burning. It's about the breathing. This is my Jillian's, Jillian's theory corner. This sounds like pseudoscience. I'm it's sorry. <laughs> totally pseudoscience, and I am signing up for it. I have no proof. I have no research studies, but I still believe in it. So I think, like, as what happens, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to breathe more to get this. Stuff back. I don't actually think that, but I kind of do actually. So I don't know. So, but yeah, there's a book out there on how to breathe to lose weight. So look it up. Meditation might help with it too. I don't know. It's worth a shot. Try it. Let us know. Jillian broke me. (laughs) This will be the like meditation helps you lose weight because you're breathing. (laughs) And then people were like square breath. I'm going (laughs) to. That is the birth breath. Yeah. But I that that's a meditation. Well, that will put you in a trance breathing like that. Breathing. (laughs) I mean, breathing like that will make you lose too much carbon dioxide. And it can make you pass out. Well, actually, I had an acting teacher, voice and speech teacher, who was like, if you do that, it's you basically can get high for free. (laughs) I don't know what that has to do with meditation, but I'm going to share it anyway. I'd rather do a spiral dance to get high for free. (laughs) Yeah. It's also, anyway, meditation could be a gateway drug. (laughs) Or just a drug. Mm Mm-hmm. I think one other one that's important to note, so I like breathing, right? I like the breathing meditation. And you'd think I'd get really into like chanting. You would think me being such a vocal person that like chanting would be my thing. Sure. But it's not. I can't. I've tried it. I have some friends that do it as part of like their spiritual practice. And it's kind of amazing, actually. One of my friends, it's transformed his life. Wow. He does the the, the Nichiren. Jillian is looking at me like I have any idea what she's talking you about. Know, it's the Tina Turner Buddhism. Again, she's looking at me like I have any <laughs> idea what she's talking about. <laughs> it's the Nomyo Renge Kyo. Again. <laughs> I do not know what you are talking about, Jillian. I've about this. I am in no way an expert. <laughs> so there's a kind of Buddhism where you chant Nomyo-renge-kyo, Nomyo-renge-kyo over and over again. Okay. And that's the meditation. And I think it translates as something along the lines of like, I'm, I see the power within you. Mm-hmm. That's sort of a thing. My friend is going to totally hate me that I can't translate <laughs> it. And he's going to be like, ah. anyway. So the thing that about that is it's, it's a meditation, right? And it's centering and focusing, but they also use it for manifestation. Oh, really? Yes. So you chant to get things. Hmm. And I tell you, this works. My friend has chant, he chanted himself a house. That's pretty cool. He's chanted things. I could tell you stories. They're not my stories, so I'm not going to tell you them, but it's just like, I can't believe that you got that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of amazing. And on top of it, it transformed his experience with anxiety. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's like a totally different person. And so I just love it when something that just fits you and sings to you, literally, and then can help you not only transform your life, but transform how you live your life. Mm-hmm. So I recommend looking into that if that sounds like something that might be interested yeah. to you. I've, I've never really done a lot of chanting meditations. The most I've done is doing like a group ohm Mm-hmm. And Om is, I am not an expert. Om is some sort of power word that is good for something. It's its from Hinduism. 
Thank you. <laughs> and it, I'll tell you what it means in a minute. I should know off the top of my Right, head. I should too, but I sure don't. <laughs> I think it means ultimate reality, ultimate consciousness. Okay, because when, when I Google it, I get the SI unit of electrical resistance. Well, apparently my Wikipedia knows that I go for the spiritual shit <laughs> and you go for the science shit. <laughs> you know, I feel a little bit proud. <laughs> do i <laughs> ohm is the basic sound of the universe chanting it symbolically and physically tunes us into the sound that and acknowledges our connection to everything in the world and the universe there you go thank you jillian you're very welcome wikipedia <laughs> actually that wasn't from wikipedia but that's okay but yeah so i've been in groups where everybody chanted ohm and i it, that was even something that prior to being in a group like that i thought it sounded ridiculous yes I was like, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, I'll chant Ohm because I have to participate in whatever I'm doing. And it is powerful. It is powerful. It's one of those things where like, I can't just sit around and and chant Ohm by myself because I feel silly doing it. Yes. But when other people, when it's a group thing, it's like the power that it raises and just the intense connection that you do feel with the whole group of people chanting is beautiful. It really does. Mm -hmm. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, because there's this vibration that happens. Yes. And on top of it, like, remember, like, we're vibration. And when we're using our vocal vibration, it just kind of helps with the spiritual vibration as well. Mm -hmm. So talking about vibration also brings up like sound baths and sound healing. Before you do that, though, the one other thing I want to say about Om, this kind of goes back to our chakra episode when we talked about there's different ways to tune up your chakras. Each chakra has a sound associated with it like Om. Really? Yes. So you can chant that particular sound to help your balance that particular chakra. So if you're into kind of a chanting meditation, that's one way to do it. Sound baths. Sound baths operate kind of on the idea that everything is frequency. Atoms move at certain frequencies. Cells move at frequencies. Like everything has a frequency. And so when you have a sound bath, so you're surrounded by a sound that's a specific tone Mm. at a specific frequency, it's supposed to entrain your body and your frequencies. So entrainment is simply one frequency matching another. Okay. Um, Just seriously Google the Tacoma Narrows Bridge disaster if you want to learn some cool shit about entrainment. Oh. (laughs) It's cool (laughs) and horrible. (laughs) That's on the Bridge podcast or the Horrible Things That Happen podcast. Or the entrainment podcast, which everybody tunes into. The horrible things that happen on bridges due to entrainment podcast. (laughs) I'm fairly certain there's one episode and it's about the Tacoma Narrows Bridge disaster. Yes. Um, But anyway, yeah, so sound baths are a really cool way to meditate. And also I've done sound healing with tuning forks and chimes and Tibetan singing bowls. And that can really bring your body into a meditative state as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Also, acupuncture can put you into a meditative state. And so can Reiki. And so can energy healing. That's the thing that's always was always interesting to me when I would do energy healing at the end, people would just be so much more zen and calm. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't know why that is. Massage too. That's Massage does that to me. Like after massage, I'm like in la-la land. It really depends on the practitioner for me. Okay. I do it for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you touch my body and I just zone out. <laughs> but only with a happy ending, right? That's when I don't zone out. Fair enough. So I think we've talked about all these different kinds of meditation. And there's certainly a lot more out there. Absolutely. But you know, I just want to put in a little plug for something that Rosalie and I both use. Because apps are all the rage right now. They are. You've got your headspace. You've got your calm. Those are the two big ones that everybody loves. But one I stumbled across, which I love, is Insight Timer. Yes. That is the only one I use. Tell me why you love it. I love it because there's a paid option and a free option. And the free option is pretty great. It is really great. Yeah. And there's so many meditations available from so many different meditation teachers and from different styles and different practices. So literally, it's like, oh, I need to balance my chakras. I'm like, go to Insight Timer and type in chakra balancing and boom. Mm-hmm. And you can set it up too where you just have a basic one and you can choose like gongs to play. You can choose yes. the ohm sound. You can choose chanting to hear. Yeah. And there's like music. So there's, I think it's called diurnal Yeah, music, which is where you have to put headphones on because each ear hears a different sound. And when the different sounds are heard, it creates a specific brainwave pattern yeah. or something. I'm not an expert. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh, do we need to? Because I know... Literally nothing about it. I've tried it and I am on the fence about it. Part of me is like really wants to be into it. And part of me thinks it's like caca bullshit. So somebody recommended a particular one by a particular artist. And I don't, I couldn't tell you who it was off the top of my head. But when I was postpartum, I was suffering from pretty severe postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. I had trouble sleeping. I was just a mess. Yeah. And so I was traumatized, both physically and mentally and emotionally and also spiritually. So I needed to meditate in order to sleep. Mm, Yes. In order to just relax and to not go completely insane. And so I did listen to that sometimes and it would put me to sleep really quickly. That's great then. The diurnal music helped me to just like get out of my head and into a much calmer state of mind. So whether that's because it was beautiful, calming music or because it had this special, like each ear has a different sound, I couldn't tell you. And and that the sounds are set to vibrate at particular brainwave frequencies. Like that's the whole idea of them, that they're changing your brainwave frequencies. I feel like we need to start doing experiments. I think we should do an experiment. (laughs) We need to have an experiment corner. And we're going to have so many corners. <laughs> it's going to be an octagon. <laughs> I'm down. Okay, good. Since you talked about the diurnal, like maybe it's bullshit, maybe it's not. Do you think that meditation is legit? Do you think it's overrated? What's your thought on that? I will say this. Eckhart Tolle, my beloved. <laughs> One of the things that kind of stood out to me is that he said that he didn't believe that meditation was necessary. Okay. But 
that's also with the caveat that his, his thought is that every moment we should be in the now. Sure. Right? So in a way, he already lives in a state of meditation. If you think about the state of meditation being something where you don't have the monkey mind that we talked about earlier, right? focused and presence. So he's saying if you live in the now that you do not need to meditate. So sometimes I use that as an excuse, like, I don't need to meditate. Eckhart Tolle says I don't have to, but I don't live in the now either. I try. I fail. (laughs) Um, So is it overrated? I don't think so. I mean, I think there's been a lot of research out there, although it was interesting. I almost had some dirt and then it got undirted. Um, when I was doing my little research about like negative effects of meditation, mm-hmm. I was like, I've never heard of negative effects of meditation. I have. Oh, well, you're going to answer. Well, I'll tell you what I found and then you let me know. So what I had read in the studies were was, I didn't read the studies. I just read some website that was referring to studies and it referred to um, people will have a higher, ex- they'll it'll trigger like anxiety or it'll trigger negative thoughts. Mm. And one idea about that is that sometimes like in some spiritual beliefs you're cleaning out your like spiritual inventory and so some of that stuff is going to come up to be released sure but then i read as i continue it's like well here's something to talk about on the podcast is meditation bad for you can it go wrong then there are other studies that were done that said oh actually that still happened less frequency than the control group so then it came to nothing. So you're welcome that I went through all of that for you. <laughs> but what about you, Rosalie? What is your negative perspective? So I think you're going to be shocked to learn that this is related to cults. <laughs> <laughs> you do love your cults. I love cults in the sense that I'm fascinated by them. Yeah. So there are some cults that use meditation. Mm-hmm. As a way of... Sucking people in. Well, not just sucking people in, but of altering your state of consciousness. Oh, yeah. And doing meditation for too long can actually create weird stuff going on in your mind. Interesting. So we're talking like hours and hours and hours of constant meditation. So like people going to retreats where they're like silent retreats and they're just meditating for 16 hours a day. That can create some weird shit going on in your mind. Talk more about what you mean by weird shit in your mind. Oh my God. It's not like I really remember everything. I wish you did because I'm curious now. (sighs) I don't remember. So maybe I'll write a blog post about it. Maybe you will write a blog post about it. That sounds (laughs) fascinating. Also, just anytime you have somebody who's unscrupulous leading a large group of people in a meditation, altering people's consciousness and then manipulating them. Yeah, I was going to say when you started talking about it, I bet it makes people suggestible. Yeah. So just don't meditate with cult leaders and don't do it all day and you should be fine. I think that's a good takeaway. Don't meditate with cult leaders. It's a bumper sticker we're going to make. <laughs> but yeah, there are sometimes I see posters for like meditation stuff and it's like all over the place and I'm like this feels kind of culty to me. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, I'm not gonna do that because it just they're too eager to have me come and meditate with them. <laughs> you know, another thing that it's not like a scientifically proven meditation is bad thing, but there are some people who are really assholes about it. What do you mean? <laughs> just like Oh, I'm like so close to being enlightened. Oh, yeah. Because I meditate all the time. Have you considered meditating? 
<laughs> because it's just like so profound. Like people who are who get into that, oh, I'm holier than thou. That's because their crown chakra is too activated and they're not grounded. Interesting. That can happen if you've got an overactive seventh chakra. You can be a little holier than thou. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> it's funny because I'm I'm very put off by people like that. Yeah. But people who are struggling with their crown chakra like gravitate towards me. Interesting. Where they're they're closed off and they're like, um, can you help me with my crown chakra? But they don't say that because they don't realize that that's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go listen to the chakra episode for more about that. But I think one of the things that kind of we've danced around that I think is really interesting. So here we go. Meditation's like, you sit, you quiet your mind, or you think things in your mind, or you dance, or you chant, or whatever it is. And it's all to make your brain strong. And more than that, obviously more than that, which is part of what I'm trying to say here, which is I think it's interesting that meditation is such a spiritually connected activity. When you look at meditation, is typically there's Christian meditation, there's like the whirling dervishes, there's Hindu meditation, there's Buddhist meditation, there's like every, practically every religion and spiritual tradition has some sort of a meditation as part of it. Right. What's that about, Rosalie? What is that about? Um, I think, and this is just my personal belief, it's not, you know, I don't know shit, right? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when it comes to spirituality, but I think that meditation is a way that human beings can actually get closer to God. So it's it's like you're putting your mind into a space that's more similar to that of the divine. And so then you can actually start to connect with the divine. You can start to connect with the universe and get messages sometimes, or sometimes it's just like calming and relaxing, but you do feel like a really powerful, or you can feel a really powerful, like spiritual experience with some meditation. I think I've solved it. Oh, great. Yes. Because of our conversation, I figured it out. Awesome. Yeah. I think what happens is that it opens up your seventh chakra. Because, right, I just said, like, people, they meditate too much, their seventh chakra is too active. Right. And your seventh chakra is the one that connects you to the divine. Okay. So that maybe through the practice of meditation, you open up your, tune up your seventh chakra, which then allows you to have that connection that you're exactly talking about to the divine that puts you in that space where you're connecting to the divine, whatever that means to you. And I don't know, maybe it tunes you up more to your soul as well, or your spirit. Yeah, why not? Because it quiets your body. Right. Or, you know, some sometimes it doesn't quiet your body, like dancing doesn't quiet your body, but it it quiets the the noise of your body. Yes. That's yes, that's what I meant. Okay, so in our dream episode, you had mentioned traveling to the astral plane through yes. dreams. Now I, I imagine that not everybody knows what the astral plane is. How would you define that? I know this is I'm I'm going out here on a limb. Just just go with me. Just trust me. I don't know how I would define it. Okay. It's just something that I've always like trusted and it's like an I would define it as an a different dimension. Yeah, like a parallel dimension. Like a parallel dimension that is not a physical dimension. Mm -hmm. where you can go in your non-physical state. And there's stuff that happens there. 
We'll have to do an entire episode on astral travel. We're going to have to do an entire astral travel, astral plane episode. Yes. We'll do experiments. And do experiments. I do think that meditation is a way to astrally travel. Yes. So, you know, earlier when I said I did a meditation where I went to the gates of hell, I think that there was an astral travel situation going on there. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. I had a different experience that also popped in my head. So sometimes I would try to astral travel and just I failed. I could never do it. But other times I did this weird meditation thing where I was trying to like raise the vibration of my energy field. And I feel like I channeled some sort of a high being. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love that you're like, that you're like, oh, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, well, duh. Yeah. I mean, like it came into my body and started using my body to talk. Yes. And it sounded like E.T. or Yoda. Cool. So, And then I kind of got freaked out and stopped. And I thought, I don't know if I'm weirdo, but that was a little different experience. Well, I am weirdo, but you know what I mean. I think that channeling is something that legitimately happens. And channeling something that's higher is something that happens. In paganism, that's called drawing down the moon. Oh. So that's where you are trying to bring a god or a goddess into your body to then speak to whomever you're with. Mm-hmm. And that could be to yourself, but it's usually there's more people present because it's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's true. People that are mediums, they need to do a meditation before they connect and, and share messages. Yeah. And I've definitely done some drawing down the moon stuff. And I've had a particular goddess that I've always identified as my goddess who did come and speak through me and my entire voice changed, my posture changed, my sense of who I was was like in flux and it was kind of weird, but it was also because this was someone that I specifically invited and was already working so intimately with, it didn't feel uncomfortable, it was just weird. But yeah, that's a certain type of meditation as well. So that's another episode we'll have to do, channeling. So normally, Jillian, at this time, we would do our listener questions. Yes. But apparently everybody knows everything that there is to know about meditation. Yeah. Not a single one of you, not one person asked a question about meditation. So thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) But now you know you need to ask questions about astral travel and channeling. So get those questions ready. That's right. And how can you ask questions, Rosalie? Well, Jillian, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Shit My Soul Says. Yeah. Because we do post every other Wednesday, we post the topic that we're about to record about, and uh, you can ask your questions there. You can also email us mm-hmm. at shitmysoulsays at gmail.com. Yes. Or visit our website, shitmysoulsayspodcast.com, and fill out the contact us form. See, you have so many options. That's right. Send us your questions. Please send us your questions. You could even send us your stories. And so if we don't have a story about something, we could tell yours. Yeah. And if you've got questions about something that we aren't specifically talking about, mm-hmm. go ahead and do that. Because one, we may do a listener question episode. Two... We may say, oh, hey, that's a great topic for an episode. Yes. 
Let's do that because we are starting to struggle with coming up with topics. Yes, we're getting to the bottom of the barrel of our experience. So we're going to have to start getting creative. Yeah, and we're going to have to like do research and stuff. Yes, so and experiments. <laughs> So many experiments. Experiment now that we can do stuff in person, yes, we're gonna have to be doing more experiments. We have to do stiff as a board, hard as we can't do that with two people. Light as a feather. Stiff as a board, hard as a rock. Light as a feather. I know. There's. I know. I have my own version. <laughs> well, we'll have to get a group of Portland people. I can come up with at least three or four more people who would do it with us. Yeah. So could I. <laughs> Our woo crew. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we don't have any listener questions. And we don't really have a lot of listener advice other than whatever sounds good. Give it a try. Yeah. I would just say, yeah, try different things. And all of us hate meditation. (laughs) I mean, the, the kind where you sit and try to not think thoughts. Like even Pima Chodron. Like, who's this renowned Buddhist, right? And she even talks about she still has chatter going through her head when she meditates. Yeah. So it's not like you finally arrive someplace where you're perfect and divine. It's the practice of doing it. That's why it's called a meditation practice. So to practice, try things, see what works, see what you like. Chant if you want to, or dance, or walk. Yeah, download Insight Timer and find something that looks interesting to you and listen to it. And ask some of your friends, what do they do for meditation? Everybody probably has something that they do. Well, not everybody, but... A lot of people. A lot of people. You know what I think, too? This is another Jillian thought. It's that in our modern society, we use television as a replacement for meditation. Oh, we so do. Yes. Which then makes me think about, because you put it, you get yourself into a trance, it's about clearing your mind. Mm -hmm. So when you're watching television, it makes me think like, I want to be careful about what I'm meditating on. Mm. Because that's coming into my brain and my spirit. Well, now you're making me question all of my television habits. You're welcome. (laughs) My marriage will fall apart, Jillian. No. Well, somehow I survived Game of Thrones, so it's okay. I think that that, I think it depends on on the person, honestly, because there are certain things where like certain types of media I cannot handle, where like there's just certain things that are too intense. And I do feel like my whole system has been fucked by it. Like the movie Seven, for instance. I watched that once like 20 years ago and I'm still broken. Because of having watched it. (laughs) So for sure, that's the sort of thing where like some people are going to be more susceptible to certain things, but you might not be. So don't worry too much about your TV. Don't stress out about things. But I think the point is just maybe making more space for meditation that's going to actually add to your life. Yes. And, And watching TV, if you need to relax and unwind, like there's nothing the matter with that. By any means, make sure to balance it. There's your mom. Make sure you balance your television habits with meditation. Not too much screen time, Jillian. Yes. My mother did not do that to me. She was like, screen time as much as you want. Same. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. So, Jillian. Rosalie. It's tarot time.
<laughs> I like how you gave me a really serious face there for a second. Yeah. Like, oh, am I am I missing something? I love seeing your face. I love like seeing your face four feet away. <gasps> We're touching hands. We're touching hands. <laughs> and we're not killing each other. It's amazing. Yay! It's so great to not feel like I'm going to kill you. Oh my gosh, right? Thank you. It's so nice to not have a mask on yes. around you. It is nice. Okay. What so. my tarot card? Here it is. I got it. Jillian, what is tarot time? Tarot time is something we do at the end of every episode where Rosalie and I both draw a card for our listeners to impart some message from the universe and we combine our the power of our cards together to find some deep and profound insight to share with you all. Sometimes. Sometimes not. <laughs> oh, Jillian pulled the cat card. I pulled the cat card. I did. I, I, I guess I'm starting. Um, I decided I felt called to pull the cat tarot and the card I got was Justice. And it is a picture of a cat biting somebody's hand. That's not pleasant. (laughs) It's happened to me. I'm going to read it because it's short and sweet. Just because the hand feeds you doesn't mean it doesn't deserve an occasional nip. (laughs) This card reminds us that actions have consequences and causes followed by effect. No surprise that this card is associated with cautious measured Libra. Fairness will prevail, so play by the rules. Okay. It's your card. Let's see what the story is. I used the Wisdom of Avalon Oracle deck, Mm. and I pulled the Earth Fairy, and she represents physical health, grounding, and foundations, so all things related to the Earth element. And to me, knowing that we were going to be talking about meditation, I read this and it was like, okay, it's important that as much meditation as you do, you have to stay grounded. Mm -hmm. So that's along the lines of like the crown chakra, being too open and and losing your groundedness. You have to make sure that everything's balanced with your root chakra or grounded center. That's a type of meditation. Google it. Um, well, you know, the thing is, this is the justice card, partic- particularly the typical like rider weight one does have scales. And it's also about balance as well. That's right. I guess the thing that comes to my mind isn't about meditation so much, but I guess it kind of comes into it. And maybe it's just because I did a 42 mile bike ride today and my body's in pain. <laughs> and my body's in pain from exercises I did yesterday, too. And it's about so that whole idea of actions having consequences, right? And you're talking about the physical body. And so thinking about what you're doing with your physical body, whether it's meditating or exercise or whatever, that when you do positive things, they have positive consequences. And when you do things that are like watch too much television, then it's going to have a negative consequence. And that's pretty obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of it. You know what? Sometimes. Sometimes tarot time is profound, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is not profound. <laughs> I think that well, when I first shuffled the decks, mm-hmm. the deck exploded. And Rosalie was even like, oh, the cats are screwing with you. And I think that's what happened is the cats, the cat deck is just pissed off at me. And it's <laughs> literally biting my hand. It's like, I'm going to give you this card because you can fuck off. <laughs> Solid reasoning. 
So, yeah, there you go. Be grounded and play by the rules. <laughs> I guess that's what we're taking away. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of <laughs> playing by the rules no, all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to it's hard to be like, yeah, let's play by the rules when Ooh. I'm a fucking witch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, if I were playing by the rules, I wouldn't uh, be me. Yes. <laughs> but maybe, maybe, you know, bringing it back to meditation, it's start off playing by the rules with with meditation. Oh, that's a good way to think about it. Right? So it's build a foundation and then start to experiment and start to play around with it and and develop your practice for what works for you. But if you're totally starting from square one, follow some rules. Yeah. Pick any set of or any type of meditation you want. Just yeah. listen to the wisdom from ages past and (laughs) (laughs) listen to that ages past wisdom (laughs) and uh stay grounded and stay grounded do it just do it (laughs) do something okay all right that's what we got okay all right So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. We appreciate every single one of you. Absolutely. And we would love if you could support us by subscribing, rating, and or reviewing our podcast. We check every month and we always get excited when we got another little review. That's right. We love reviews. Thank you all for saying you like us. (laughs) We like you too. And yes, of course, you can support us financially if you so desire or help contribute to or buy us a coffee. Like, like that's the kind of the tagline for coffee is to buy us a coffee. Like treat us to a nice fancy latte. Dairy that, free. <laughs> that's right. And we mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast or somewhere in the middle. But just in case I cut that portion, go to ko-fi.com slash shit my soul says. And if you liked this episode, you got something out of it, or you have a friend who you think would maybe like something in this episode and might learn something please share it. We're growing our audience. We've Uh got people all over the world. We're always excited when we have new states, new cities, new countries. New continents. Light up that map. Send send to somebody in Zimbabwe and have them listen to it. Here's the thing, though. I say new continents. There are none left. Well, except for Antarctica. Except for Antarctica. But that's... I don't don't think they get Wi-Fi there. If you know anybody (laughs) in Antarctica, send them our podcast. Yes. And go to shitmysoulsayspodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. Yes, we send out all of our episodes on that newsletter so you don't even have to dig around for it. And we also have blog posts almost every other other week. week. Yeah, that we dig into the different topics that we go over. That's right. Okay. All right. Thanks again. And as always, do your woo. Yes, do your woo. And tell us, what shit does your soul say? Yes, what shit does your soul say? Bye!